Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021, and this is episode 174, and I hope you're ready for an amazing interview. Episode 174 features a young Ohio stallion, Moose. Moose just recently moved to Chi-Town, and I am so glad we got to do this interview in person. We podcasted, baby. In episode 174, we got it all in, and we started by talking about his early inspirations and influences. Moose was born and raised in Ohio and has always had a natural talent and ear for music. Crazy enough, he didn't get into electronic music until he went to college at University of Cincinnati, but he quickly fell in love with the energy he created. He hunkered down during 2020 and graduated with Flying Colors from YouTube University and released his first track in 2020. The rest is history. Now, of course, he ran through the Moose discography. In the last two years, Moose has gone from nothing to something and has made his name known in the house music world in a very short period of time. With tracks like 1-2 on Sid's Night Service Only, Focus on Sonny Federa's Sola Toco, and two special collabs with All Talk called Connection on Noizu's Techni and Dangerous on Get Twisted. It's no surprise that his unique take on production has catapulted him to success. I mean, straight up, he makes fire tracks. I also really enjoy talking about his production style. Although he's young in the game, Moose has put his fair share of hours in the studio. We talked about high-level perspectives like how he comes up with new ideas and granular examples on how he layers low-end frequencies. He stated, once you learn the rules, then you know how to break them. Kid's a genius. He's feeling incredible about where he's at right now, and we are both so excited to see what the future holds for him. Special talent right here. Thanks so much for coming on the show, my friend, and I'm looking forward to catching some stand-up comedy together with you soon. Now let's get into it right now so you can hear a story for yourselves. This is episode 174 with Moose. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherman the Booth. And I got to tell you, before we even say anything about this guy, I'm pumped that we're doing it in person. The timing is impeccable because Michael Moosley just moved to Chicago, Illinois, baby. Welcome. Hey, we're here. Congratulations. All, all the way from, from beautiful Ohio. Beautiful Columbus, right? Columbus. Born, born and raised in Columbus. Um, went to college in Cincinnati, so about two hours south. Amazing. So I've been in Cincinnati for... About five years, did a five-year program. I got a lot of respect for Ohio people, I really do. Not just because I'm from Indiana, but people from Ohio are nice to people from Indiana and vice 100%, versa. yeah. We respect each other. Uh, without a doubt, yeah. Everybody, we go through all four seasons just the same as you do. Exactly, yeah. Everybody I meet from the Midwest is just like instant connection, you know. We, <laughs> it's so we all true. go through just like the same shit together, you That's know? right, especially because we're both half Jewish, too. We are. Thanks for whipping that out and... Thanks for noticing my menorah over there. <laughs> Dude, when I see menorahs or people, you know, with like David Starr around their neck, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. first thing I say. That's it. And it was funny because uh, <laughs> I was in uh, LA a couple, two weekends ago, Yeah. Um, playing a show and I met these two dudes and they come up to me and the, and the kid goes, hey, how's it going? And we like, you know, you know, give each other daps. Right. He's like, my name's Michael. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm Yehuda. And then the other kid, <laughs> I forget his name, but it was Jesus. the most Jewish name ever. And just the first thing I could say is, 
you guys are Jewish. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, are you? And I'm like, yeah, my, my mom's Jewish. There you and go. it was just like instant connection. It was amazing. But yeah, oh. with a name like Yehuda, I mean. There, you introduce yourself. You reintroduce yeah, yourself. Yeah, it was totally. incredible. I always say this to my Jewish friends too. Like I, I, I didn't have a bar mitzvah or anything. But yeah. like, I think these days too with religion and, and not to dive too deep into religion here, not even two minutes in. Yeah. But there's like an actual like cultural and societal aspect to it, especially with Judaism. Like, yeah. I can meet a Jewish guy and like right away we Dude, get along. Just great people. It's just like, it's just like people. you're raised by your parents or a parent who is Jewish and like yeah. they were raised by their Jewish parents yeah. and it's just kind of how you go about life. Oh, I've noticed that with I have a lot of Catholic friends and all all that sort of stuff and there's just like a cultural and just like normality to yeah. it. And we get it. Dude, Jewish people are incredible people. Yes. And my mom's grandparents, my mom's side is Jewish, but they were um kind of more serious about it like growing up and and my grandpa even today still goes to you know um um, so goes to temple i'm a horrible uh jewish person but what's the the torah (laughs) he still reads the torah well he goes to like torah studies like a bible study so he still kind of like practices like the ideas of it too and right and we celebrate everything like okay so we celebrate christmas and we'll go to you know my mom's side are you not full jewish for hanukkah not full jewish half yeah do you do christmas then too yeah we celebrate everything yeah because my dad's side is damn bro uh, you got a busy year Busy year, a lot of gifts. <laughs> Doing Yom Kippur and gifts. Christmas and Hanukkah. No, we actually we don't do gifts for Hanukkah, but we just like celebrate it and we do like the formalities and it's super fun. And that's like, awesome. Um, yeah, Grandma and Papa are just the most incredible people. In the where world. do they live? Uh, Westerville, Ohio, which is um, yeah about twenty minutes from where I grew up. So not we had a lot the, of Jews there. Not a lot of Jews there. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> from Bayside, Queens, and it's now he lives like, in Indianapolis. Not yeah. a lot of Jews there. I mean, yeah, uh, for sure a minority. Yeah, for sure. A minority in Ohio. <laughs> but, um, yeah, grow, growing up uh, was super, super awesome, kind of being able to experience that culture. Yeah. Um, and sure. probably, I mean, my parents were, were awesome, like, growing up. Like, they never pushed any sort of religion on us. They kind of allowed us to kind of explore and figure out, like, kind of what we believed in, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but still celebrating both to kind of, like, you know, you know, breadth of knowledge. Yeah. Or whatever. But, um, well, you, know, you know, when I have kids one day, like definitely want to expose them to some of the similar things that I did because yeah I feel the same yeah gosh you're a good guy what Thank a you. what a gem of a person <laughs> um did so you didn't have a bar mitzvah either you said? I did not no yeah. no I was actually so, baptized but I've been gotcha. to way more Jewish events than yeah Christian events so I've just been toying with this idea uh Hit me. we should throw like a crazy like bar mitzvah party Yes! I've actually been talking about it uh, for, like, a while. Because, like, after I met, like, Yehuda in, like, L.A. And, like, yeah. I met some some other Jewish people in uh, New York City. I was just, like, kind of bouncing the idea off. I'm like, guys, like, I'm thinking I'm going to throw, like, some sort of crazy, like, bar mitzvah party at some point in the yes. next like, couple years, you know? Yeah. Like, where, you know, I could, like, fully full-on party. Mm-hmm. But then, like, at some point, like, the music cuts. Yeah. And, like, I start reading from, like, the Torah. And it's just, like, lit as hell. Oh, my God. And then, like, afterwards, like... You know, like, Dude, you, ba- like, uh, build, like, beats about to drop, and like, I'm in the crowd on a chair, and like, people fuck. are just like, like, how lit with that? You could get a cantor in there, cause the, dude, the cantors are incredible yeah. singers, incredible. Some of the best voices I've ever heard yeah. in my life are in a temple. Yeah. And I actually, speaking of bar mitzvahs, the best party I've ever been to, ever, <laughs> ever, <laughs> fucking ever. You can't top this shit, man. Yeah. My buddy had his bar mitzvah at an ice rink. Dude. Dude, it was so, the first time I ever grinded with a girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> to this day. Just the I most wasn't grinding. Party. It was not grinding, you know, it was yeah. whatever. So that's when you guys were like, thir- 13, like 13, about 12, oh, yeah, 13. 13. Um, and it was at an ice rink. And what a, what a fun age to have, like, the like the first banger that, the that you and your friends have ever experienced. Banger, you know? indeed. Yeah. Like, Plus, so like, lit. you know, some of those Jewish families, like, they really put on the, you know, they, they put the spread It's the quinceanera like, of the Jewish religion, yeah. man. Yeah. It's lit. Yeah. Wow. There are so many good things just going so, so, right now about so, that. So, yeah, we'll rain check that. We'll talk about the bar mitzvah party. For sure. After. God. Wow. <laughs> I am sweating about this, about how excited I am right yeah, now. Yeah, that'd be great. That's good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We're going to move on. We're here to focus on music. That is about music. Yeah. That is, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're music, I guess yeah. you say. Wow. Originals only, too, at this party. Yeah. Only. <clears throat> make it edit? Should make the, yeah, I was I'll just going to say. A and I, dude. Woo! <laughs> the Sherman Moose... <laughs> All right, this that would go. That Dude, would, it would be go crazy. off. Like Moose and Sherm's like bar mitzvah. <laughs> that would literally. Maybe the bar mitzvah I never had. Yeah, I can get mitzvah. I know. Same. We could both get mitzvah. This yes. Bo- wow. Well, we got to go to Hebrew school then. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure that. Out. Okay. 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 All right. We'll we'll learn it in. We got What was that guy's name in L.A.? Yehuda. Yehuda. We got to check with Yehuda on Yehuda specifics. And... We don't want to offend anybody. The other kid's name, but my last name could have been Schlockman. Okay, so that's pretty Jewish. I thought, yeah, yeah pretty. And you're sure, uh, it's not Sherman, Sherman, yeah. My uh, and what's, what's my great grandpa uh, changed his last name to avoid racial discrimination while oh. owning a men's clothing store in New York City. No, shit. yeah. So he went from Schlockman to Sherman, wow, which it's not that big of a difference, but it helped definitely. I bet yeah. it did. Wow, that's insane, yeah. Crazy times, not so long ago, you know, it was like how long ago at all, 80, 90 years ago. <sighs> Insane. Yeah. Life is so, short. It's crazy. I, I've thought about maybe an alter ego, DJ Schlocko. I like that. Not bad. It kind of sounds like Schlong. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said it out loud, actually. It's always been up here. Schlocko. It just came out. Yeah, yeah. It's like Flocko. Yeah. And like... Waka Schlocko? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> I'm mean little dicky go yeah. fucking back to back. Waka Schlocko. Waka Schlocko. That's good. It's okay. creative. All right, man, firing on all cylinders yeah. so far today. Incredible. This is off to a great start, ladies and gentlemen. This is pure entertainment. Yeah. This is podcasting right now, by the way. Yeah. Off the book. Um, this is uh, actually my first podcast, too. Really? That I've ever done, ever. You're doing great. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, too. What's your favorite? Um, uh, have you watched Dave? Of course. Uh, Andrew Santino? Dude, are you going to say Bad Friends? So I've listened to a little bit of Bad Friends, okay, and I like it. Or uh, Whiskey Ginger? Uh, Whiskey Ginger, I really enjoy because I, I like the people he interviews. Um, Same. So I, I play that all. I've all, I'm pretty much gone through every episode. And Andrew Santino is actually coming to Chicago in, like, February. Oh, um, it's on a go. Saturday. So I'm hesitant to buy tickets just in case, like, I, I, I could book a show that day. I feeling. But, like, I want to see him in, in uh, stand-up so bad. Where is he coming? Chicago Theater. Is that what this is it's right here? Literally right literally there. Literally right there. Listen. There's no gig that's more important. That's kind of what I was thinking. here and going right there. Okay, done. I'll actually block that date. We're buying tickets. <laughs> yeah. Take Did we break. just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> yup. Yeah, now this is going to be our own podcast yeah. called Best Friends. And we're that's gonna... actually a good idea. We'll totally do that because yeah. it'll just be like block the day, night off, just go laugh, you have gotta fun. Have, you got to have some nights off. Cool. I will warn you, uh, my girlfriend won't even go see stand-up comedy with me because I laugh so loud. 
That sounds like a blast. I get so into it. I'm taking her spot. Dude. Because I'll be, I'll be laughing just as loud. Probably. I love that shit so much. Because yeah. like, there's nothing better. Because like, watching stand-up comedy is, is funny on Netflix and stuff. But like, it's like going to a show or watching a live stream. 100%, yeah. And it's just a like stand-up comedians like as an art form is yeah. is so impressive to me. Absolutely, like, like how quick you can, you have to be off off the top of your head, how confident you have to be, so just in the fact of like standing up in front of people. Yeah, is unbelievable. And two, like I don't think people realize like how like rehearsed their sets are. You know, absolutely. And they'll like um, I, I think it was Andrew Santino talking about it is like. You know, in their off season, they'll show up to a comedy club on a Tuesday to just like test stuff out. Yes, it's like the DJ equivalent of like going to your car and like testing out your tracks. You know, so true to do the car test. You know, so yes. they like work on these sets forever and morph them and be like, all right, what worked? How's the pacing? Yeah, and then the the you know the the finished product is just a polished polished amazing piece of like incredible art. So. It's so true. Like I have a deep, profound respect for like live theater as well. Like. Oh, I saw dude. Hamilton live. Okay. I think. Okay. Are we? Are we? Dude, dude. Broadway is my shit. Wow, it is my shit too. Why do you think I moved next to Chicago theater? Do you go to a lot of shows? Dude, I live above a ballet, and I'm looking forward to going to my first ballet. Dude, I, I want to go so bad with you. Okay. Like, let's, let's do go. it. Uh, I've seen Mamma Mia like eight times. Oh and fuck, dude. And I've, I've, <laughs> Me too. And I've cried almost like every time because oh. it's incredible. Um, what else is good? The Book of Mormon is oh, great. That life. one is the one my girlfriend said, I love you, but we can't do this together anymore. <laughs> Dude. I was singing, Dude. I am a Mormon to her. Like I'd wake Dude. up in the middle of the night and be like, I am yeah. a Mormon. Just turn it off <laughs> like a light switch. Yeah. It goes click. Dude, um, this is... They are performing in the most difficult setting with like an audience that's definitely judgmental. Yep. Right? And they're hot. They're, they're hot. Like, they're exhausted because they're they... are dancing. They, and they tour like crazier than DJs like oh for sure they'll they play, play three shows, shows a night and they'll do that like Friday Saturday it's, it's ridiculous but um yeah I love Broadway Incredible. love Broadway my mom got me into it big time yes yeah. my grandpa got me into it yeah, yeah. big I start all started with the the uh, the music man okay Gary Indiana Gary Indiana Gary Indiana uh, my home so I'm maybe I'm old, old for that <laughs> I sound like a grandpa right now <laughs> you know I don't know that <laughs> fuck uh, whatever, no, but I do age. absolutely love that art form. Yeah, dude, it's incredible. It's underappreciated. Uh, Santino interviewed Jeff Garland. Um, I need to watch that one. You haven't seen that, that one? No. You know Jeff Garland? Should I? You know Kirby Enthusiasm? Yeah. Okay, you know the big fat guy? Yeah. Yeah, him. Got it. Him. Cool. Um, and he actually just sang uh, Take Me Out to the Ball Game at the Cubs game recently. So. Really? Yeah, he's, I don't, I can't remember, if he's not from Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, Santino's from Chicago. Santino's from Chicago, yeah, yeah and he always reps Chicago. Yeah, always. 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 I love that. He tells great stories about Chicago. Yeah. Man. It's always so cool, like, um, when you, you know, you don't even have to know them personally, but when it's like someone from Chicago or like Columbus or Cleveland or like mm-hmm. wherever and they like become world famous, you're like, wow, it's tangible to have success coming from this place. Dude, insane. I think right? about that all the time, yeah. All the time. It's crazy. Like everybody's just like a normal person and everybody yeah. started from zero for the most part, you know. Like, everybody. I mean, pretty much. And it's it's always awesome like when you just see them and you're like, what steps did they take? Like where are they at right now? Like, yeah. It's it's inspiring. So inspiring, yeah. It's I don't incredible. care if you're a stand-up comedian. I don't care if you're a world-famous DJ. If you're literally on, on Broadway. like Any sort of platform. It's incredible. And Chicago's been so good to me in so many ways, man. Like yeah. I'm really, really happy that you made the decision to come here. It's good people. 
it's special place. It's definitely competitive. It's hard knocks here, but if you look in the right places, like there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had been in Ohio for 23 years of my life, mm-hmm. and once we graduated college, it was just like, dude, I, we're going to we're going to a bigger city. Did like, you look at other places? So uh, I lived in um, New York for an internship. Uh, New York City. New York City. Yeah, uh, three years ago. Where in New three York? Summers ago, we lived in Brooklyn. Oh, let's go. Yeah, it was great. It was an awesome experience. Um, and I like New York a lot, and I'm yeah. glad I had that experience. Yeah. Um, it's an intense city. Dude. <laughs> Especially being, you know, like the Ohioan, the Ohioan that mm-hmm. I am, like just so Midwestern. Like, yes. I liked it, but like, yeah, it's just an intense place, you know? Very intense. And, and I loved it, and I would like to go back for sure at some point. Um, it's so expensive. And oh, yeah. wasn't making a lot of money, and it was just like, you know, paycheck to paycheck, and it was really hard you got a rough months. It. So many people are roughing it there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I like the idea of, of Chicago um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, the music scene's great. Yeah. Um, it's still kind of the, that Midwestern energy, you know, the people are very, you know, everybody from the, the tri-state moves to Chicago, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt it was the perfect balance between, like, opportunity and, like, opportunity and just like familiarity familiarity and like true to like my roots and kind of like how i grew up you know definitely um and i could not be more happy with with that decision we've only been here for like a month but it's it's amazing oh man the best is yet to come bro yeah the winter the winter (laughs) (laughs) i'm in i'm actually excited for the winter like i love i love experiencing all four seasons for sure same that's why Um, i never feel like i could move to la because I love the holidays. I mean, you definitely love the holidays. Celebrate damn near every holiday. And it doesn't feel like Christmas unless it's cold as shit outside. And if it's snow on Christmas, it's, it's even better. It's even, it's like, the, it's the best. It's a dream come true, yeah. And everybody, like, I know a lot of people that moved from Chicago, like San Diego or LA or like wherever, and they're like, I couldn't do the winters anymore. And I'm literally just like, pussy. Great, stay out. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> fine. Guess what? Chicago during the winter, yeah. they're going to challenge you even more. Yeah. Not the winters itself, but the city gives more to do than, like, the summer. Like, sure, you got the festivals, the shows yeah. and stuff, but you got sports getting involved. Like, once it started to get cold, you got the Bears. Yeah. Be, like, NBA, like, For the sure. Bulls. The Bulls are finally going to be good again, thank God. Even though I'm a Pacers fan, I still love basketball. <laughs> and every single winter, we're always like, we're going to stay in, we're going to hunker down. Uh-uh. You do some weekends, but, you're but out, it's yeah. like you're out. You're waiting in the line, the freezing cold, your toes are falling Dude, off. I can't wait. I love it. It's awesome. I do have to get a nice pair of warm boots. Yes, you do. Um, I don't have that piece of clothing, but yeah, I got my down jacket ready to go. We're yeah? Gonna, we're going to body the winter. It's going to be great. Thick layers, man. That's all I can recommend. Yeah. I pride myself on uh, divvying through an entire winter. You know the divvies here, the city bikes? Yeah. There's nothing really to be proud of here. It's more so just for me. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, no one is really even, they're like, that was stupid. Um, how does that work? Are the ti- Can the tires kind of handle some of the... There were certainly some days where I took like an Uber, like... It was the it was one of the winters where it was like there was a few freezing cold days. Yeah. But I would hop on with my fucking leather gloves and my down jacket. Body it. And there were some days I just you know what like it was it wasn't convenient enough to walk to the train like it just made sense to divvy right. like it was like a ten minute divvy or like a twenty five minute walk to the train and shit and <clears throat> I just felt like I earned something. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh for sure. It's like uh, in elementary school. I don't know if you, you... I'm sure you took a bus to school, right? I in, did. Indiana. Absolutely. Yeah. And my parents would not drive me. Yeah, no. 
God, no. I was running out to the bus stop at, like, 7 a.m., and my yeah, parents are, like, yeah. knocked out in bed. I'm like, all right, bye. They're like, all right, bye. Yeah. Yeah, have a good day. <laughs> you know, it's, like, 20 degrees out. The school is like, well, should we close because it's too cold? And, I'm, yeah, you know, they're out there. Yeah, wasn't crazy? We get too hard to lay. But then, the but then you get to school, and you're just like, I'm, I'm a man. Like, I'm a man. I, I did that shit. We go through shit. like, Dude, <laughs> what did you listen to on the school bus? Because I saw all these hilarious TikToks of like when you're like seventh grade. And oh my God. That's I a used great to listen question. to 50 Cent, like Many Men, like the most yeah. intense 50 Cent song. I, I don't even think, I think it was edited. And I remember just like, it's 6 30 in the morning. I'm like, man, like man. Yeah, backseat. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this is hard. That's a good question. I remember me and my neighbor that I grew up with, his name is Garrett Ball. The, the homie, yeah. Um, we sat in the seat because we had assigned seats. It was like a packed bus. Oh, nice. Like twos in each, sometimes three if you were small. Big thunder. Wow. That was thunder? Yeah. There's nice. supposed to be tornadoes in Chicago. Awesome. Right? I love it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And um, uh, yeah, so we used to sit next to each other and we used to have, uh, you know, back when, you know, you had to plug in your headphones. Like, remember Ooh, those days? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, one in each ear. And uh, I remember we always listened to uh, uh, Logic's, like, first, yes. like, Sinatra mixtapes. Dude. Back oh, when, like... the shit. And I, this is, I feel weird because I generally feel old, like, yeah. saying this. But, like, like, Dat Piff and, like, you would go, da- like, yeah, you, yeah. like, download, like... Anything you could find, you know? I know, yeah. Wiz um, Khalifa, bro, grow season. I started in the early, early dude, days. Dude, crazy. So we listened to that and, like, oh, yeah, a lot, a lot of rap, like. Um, it's a Midwest thing, I feel like, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. you have the Centaurus B.I.G. remix, so I knew, like, I do. this guy's got appreciation for the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I remember uh, when I was really young, too, like, um, you know, we were listening to a lot of, like, the Lil Wayne stuff. Um, a lot of kind of that like newer newer stuff that was kind of coming around. Yeah. Um, but one of my buddies and still my best friend to this day, Ethan. He's a video- videographer. Ethan. Um, he was o- always had such an elevated taste in rap music, and he would always oh. listen to like the lyrical stuff. Yeah. And the Kendrick be, Lamar. Type we, stuff. We'd be listening to like Lil Wayne, and he would just be like, "Nah, man, I'm not about that." He's <laughs> like, I'm, "I'm listening to like Hobson and like oh, I don't Jesus. know if you remember Hobson. I yeah. do. So, so I remember like the Ill Mind of Hobson series. Like he would have like Ill Mind one, two, three. They'd come out every like I don't know, like three months, six months. Insane. And every time it would come out, it was like this big premiere, and you know we'd listen, we'd be listening to it for for that whole week. And do you like that lyrical shit? Um, absolutely, massive appreciation for it. Appreciation, of course. But even um, rage to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I have a really soft, not soft spot, but like, uh, almost like a guilty pleasure and just like ridiculous yeah. like mumble rap. Like Dude. I remember, I remember back in like twenty sixteen. For sure. Or twenty, yeah, it was twenty sixteen is when I was a freshman in college, mm. and like all my friends were just like, just, you know, doing like, uh, Lil uh, or like Kodak Black and like oh. it was when like Lil Migos, Yachty was course, like yeah. coming out and Migos was super kind of like Marcus just getting Blanca. in all the everything all yeah. that just like create like I remember even like Lil Xan bro like for some <laughs> reason like that shit was just like really interesting to me it's just I was hard like, beats and they flow yeah and it got a lot of hate too but like. I guess I always kind of looked at it from, like, um, you know, like an art perspective. Yeah. And how these people were able to just, like, 
brand themselves in this most ridiculous way Absolutely. and go viral off of like just craziness. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool and like yeah. interesting to me. And um, yeah, I thought the beats were super crazy. And that's kind of how I got into like production at first because I was like, I want to make rap beats like that. Like that's Dude, really cool. Totally agree. And like I have a guilty pleasure for Travis Scott, like a, a weird affinity. Yeah. Like, super fan, don't even know how or yeah. when it happened. I saw him, like, at Lollapalooza, and, like, I knew some of his songs. And yeah. And one of my buddies was, like, a really big fan. And once you see the shows, it changes everything. And like, in sure. less than two months, like, I surpassed him with, like, listening to every song. And, like, I went to World. I'm going to World this year in yeah. Houston. Like, Sick. I love that shit, bro. It's just, like, the energy that they bring. And it's, yeah, I think... Unbelievable, yeah. That shit gets a bad rap because a lot of the performers are bad. Yeah. Like, they come on for, like, 20 minutes. And, and they sing gone. every other word, not even every other word, you know? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Backing I mean, tracks, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, people were there to, like, turn up and mosh and just go crazy. I remember yeah. um, one of the first times I ever went to California before I was even doing any music stuff. I mean, I was, like, doing open format DJing probably in yeah. college, but I was into, like, photography and video and stuff. Right. And I got um, media access to, like, a young band show. Nice. Which was sick. It was in... <laughs> It was in Orange County. It was the first time I had ever been, like, up close and personal in, like, a photo booth. Oh, shit. Dude, it was lit. I mean, the performance was whatever. Right. But, like, the sound, just the bass was so loud, Mm -hmm. like, and and the crowd was just so energetic and hype, and I was just, like... You felt something. I felt something. It was sick, you know? So... Dude. Amazing. Yeah. So you weren't doing videography before DJing, though, right? Yeah, big time. Have you always been a creative? Uh, yeah. I remember I got my first DSLR camera in the seventh grade maybe okay and i was just super interested in like uh taking photos like i just remember thinking it was the coolest thing to like focus on something really close and then the background is just like super blurry yeah that that was just like the coolest thing to me so i started you know (laughs) the coolest coolest thing thing, like taking just pictures just you know as a hobby um and then um honestly i kind of put the camera down for a little while um through high school i got more into like e-commerce and i was like selling shit online that's a whole other thing to get into. I was doing, like, digital <laughs> marketing. I, I was always just, like, doing some yeah. sort of entrepreneurial creative thing. Yeah. Um, and then once I got to college, I kind of got back into, like, the camera stuff. Um, and the reason I got into video versus photo um, is because I just kind of wanted to, like, make money just, like, right off the bat. A lot more money. So I was, yeah. like, you know, once I realized, oh, people will, pay, like, pay me to, like, go make a video for them for, you know, money. Like, that's crazy you yeah. know, to me. Right. Um, so I kind of started doing that and just kind of totally dove into that world, doing freelance stuff, really, yeah. really anything. Um, Did you have any bad experiences? Honestly, no. Yeah? I, I, no, not, not too many bad experiences. Mostly pretty good. Like, I remember one of the first videos I did was for um, a hair salon. Nice. And, uh, so that was how I kind of first got like into dyeing my hair, just like blonde. Oh yeah. Um, I was like, Hey, I'll, uh, they wanted me to shoot. Um, they, they were very, um, involved in like the pride festival every year. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we want to recap video for like our pride video. Like we all dress up, we all have fun. It's right, great. Right. So I was like, okay, great. And they're like, okay, we can pay you or we can, you know, we'll do your hair, like whatever you want. I'm like, Dye that shit blonde. Fuck yeah. Dye that shit blonde for sure. What's your natural color then? There it is. (laughs) Super dark. And I was like, I I grew up blonde. Like I was blonde my whole life, but in the last like five years, my hair has gotten very dark. Um, But I was like, yeah, bleach that shit. Um, And I remember they bleached it. um, And um, I don't know if like, you know how this works, but like they bleach it. Right. And Mm -hmm. that turns it like, you know, like a yellow color. Oh yeah. And then they have to put like the toner in to kind of bring it down and kind of make it light. Right. But I remember like after she bleached it, 
I thought it was the coolest thing. Like my hair was like neon yellow. It was like so <laughs> bright. And I was like, that is so cool. Like that that's it. Full like, on super sick. Like we're done here, dry yeah. it, like and I'll be I'll be on my way. And yeah. she's like, Are you sure? <laughs> she's like, Your hair's bleached and I'm like, Yes, that is what I want. Wow. And uh yeah, I remember I, I picked up my girlfriend from a bar at the time and like they had they like du- she was with a bunch of friends and they like double taked and they're just like, What the fuck did you do to your head? <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> this looks good. It looks great. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, tomorrow you are going back to the hair salon. You're putting toner in your hair. Is that true? That's true. He's very gold. He just needed some toner. Yeah. So that, that's pretty that, swag. That, yeah. It is like a, my buddy dyes his hair blonde all the time too. And it, I've seen it like when it's fresh and it is, it's glowing. It's crazy. Yeah. That's kind of badass though. So that was my first video gig. Yeah. And it was great. And then after that, um, yeah, I mean, I started kind of charging more money for it. It was great. Like, I thought that was going to be, like, fully my career. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I was super into that, like, rap stuff, started making beats, and then, like, through that, just l- l- fell in love so hard with producing music. Oh, man. Like, so hard. It was insane. So, did you have any, like, friends that were producing at the same time, or you just went in deep by yourself? Um, in that sound, totally by myself. I remember uh, I downloaded... Uh, a copy of um, Logic from my 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 buddy that I worked with at the time mm-hmm. doing like it was actually a video internship. He was long story. He had a copy of Logic on his computer, and I remember I was able to like um, iMessage that file to me on my <laughs> computer, and then you can open it up in your computer. So I basically got his copy of Logic on my computer. It was great. I just couldn't update it because uh, it was tied to his iCloud account. Whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. So I had I had the Logic. And through that, I just started watching YouTube videos, just started making these, like, wow. hip-hop beats. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just literally had such a blast. Like That's amazing. Literally so much fun. I was like, oh, my God, I made this. And I've always been musical. Right. Um, and I can kind of go go deeper into that. But, I mean, all, all my life I have been musical, you know? Like, I started taking guitar lessons when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always had kind of, like, an ear for you know things like that i never knew a ton of music theory but i, I could kind of like hear like what sounded good together like in a scale i couldn't tell you, you don't what, have to go to a class and yeah no I, I couldn't tell you what scale it was but right. i could tell you that okay these three notes sound you know, correct um so i kind of took that and just it, it just kind of like you know it all it kind of just like came super naturally mm-hmm. um and then yeah literally the rest is history i just producing was my life wow and uh but you hadn't even been exposed to electronic music yet, right? Mm, yes, uh, but not in the production stuff. So, growing up, and especially when like EDM, like the EDM stuff really hit the American market yeah. in what, like 2012, 13, 14? Yeah, ten through twelve. I feel yeah, like was really the was not on my radar at all. Radar at all. In fact, wow. like. I remember at my high school, like, EDM was kind of, like, a joke. Like, oh, like, EDM. Like, <laughs> I want to run away. Like, that shit got, it just got trashed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was never into it. Like, um, you know, I was listening to a lot of, like, alternative rock, indie rock, classic rock, just, like, sure. you know, stuff with drum sets for the most part. Yeah. Um, and I love that stuff. And, and hip-hop, too. Yeah. And it wasn't until college, until my freshman year roommates, who are still, like, some of my best friends today, mm-hmm. they, like, repped it so hard. Like, they repped electronic music so hard. Hell yeah. You know, at first I was like, you know, whatever. And then, you know, you start going to frat parties and you start getting super drunk. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're just like, like oh. 
You know, it's uh, a guilty pleasure at uh, first. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you catch yourself listening to, to like, really heavy bass house on, <laughs> on, on a Tuesday night studying it's for an exam, you know? <laughs> um, so through that, just, like, yeah, I mean, you know, once you're in, you're totally sucked in. Yeah, and, of course. Um, through that, actually, yeah, before that even happened, uh, we went to Bonnaroo um, when I was with uh, two, two of my best friends when we were when we just graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So we were like 18, going into college, went to Bonnaroo. Right. And uh, we weren't super into electronic music. We were mostly there for like bands and stuff. Yeah. Um, which Bonnaroo's great for that, of course. But they, oh, they yeah. have a very very diverse lineup, which is why we love it. Right. Um, and I remember we were walking past uh, a stage one evening, um, and we walked up on this guy. You might have might have heard his name before, Claude Von Stroke. I have. Just, just you know... Claude Von Stroke. I don't That's know if you've right. him or not. The ledge. Um, and we were just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, Dirty Bird shit, too. Yeah, and it was like in, tw- this was 2016 when, oh, yeah. you know, that Dirty Bird sound was very new and mm-hmm. very distinct. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we walked up and we're just like, oh my God, what is this? Like, Damn. So kind of through that, we were like, all right, this like tech house music is like it's really different. fascinating. Right. Um, and kind of through that, getting to college and being exposed to kind of some of the heavier stuff, right. you know, I was like fully, you know, in, you know, to wow. the to a world of electronic music. And it, it wasn't until, um, so I started producing like hip hop music or like right. rap beats and stuff. And right. I thought that was super cool. Right. Um, and then I moved to New York for that internship. And that's when I really dove into like, uh, the, like producing electronic music, which was so crazy of a jump. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> Like, that that first, like, you know, those first few moments when you're, like, trying to figure out, like, electronic production is just such a mind fuck. You're just like, dude, how in the hell do people make this? Like, You play a note on the synth and you're like, it's like, you're like, I'm Hardwell. Yeah, you're like, that's not what it sounds like in in (laughs) my favorite songs. (laughs) And then, you know, you download every, like, somatic serum preset that exists. And you're just like, that sounds good. Womp, womp, womp. Massive, massive synth. (laughs) Yeah. Like the fucking big room synth mm. pack, you're like, bam, bam, whoa. Yeah, so so through that, just, you know, trial and error didn't, yeah. you know, it, it's it's really easy in those early stages, too, to be like, oh, this is this is worthless, this is impossible, right. like, it, it's not it's not happening. Right. But if you can fight through, like, those emotions, um, song by song, you just kind of get better and better. And Absolutely. I think a lot of people don't realize like to make good music, you, I mean, you got to make a lot of shitty music, a lot, a lot of shitty music, Yeah. which is kind of a hard truth, but, um, you know, yeah. it's really amazing what you, what you can do just, just off of YouTube and trial and error. So true. And, and, you know, I never went to like a music school. Um, it was really just like, you know, YouTube university or whatever people call it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, just an absolute grind. <laughs> It is it's a grind, crazy. dude. When it, so this was 2018, you said? Would have been 20... Diving into electronic music was the summer of 2019. Summer of 2019. And your first track came out in 2020, though. Yeah. First track was Keep You Moving, right? Um, First track was actually the um, Biggie Smalls uh, little edit thing oh, on SoundCloud. Oh, nice. So that was in April of 2020. So the you order... You really feeling yourself in fucking New yeah. York, huh? The order of events was... Move to New York, uh, start producing like mu- electronic music. Right. Um, I would work forty hours a week. I'd go to work at nine. I'd leave at five. Yeah. I'd come home, make a quick dinner, and then I'd produce from like you know seven p.m. to two a.m. And then I would wake up and go to work the next day. Jesus. And I and I lived with Kate in New York, 
and we literally every this single day. This is all day, true. All true. Every single day, I would do that, like every day. I was working like a dog. I was like, and I was doing video editing at, at the job. So it was like Jeez. flexing my creativity at work. Yeah. And I'd come home and flex my creative. And by the end of it, I was just like, you know. Worn out. Worn out, but just like so inspired because I got better, you know. Right, right, like, oh right. God, this is crazy. Worn out in the sense where like you literally gave it your all. Yeah. And, and so then came back um, to school that fall. Mm-hmm. And really kind of dove into, like, the local electronic scene because it was kind of small. And there weren't a lot of people, like, you know, throwing parties or doing, like, house music stuff. Cincinnati's right. very dubstep-heavy yeah. um, scene. I don't know about Indianapolis. Um, dubstep. You know, because I feel like dubstep has a, a real cult following. Yeah, like, in no matter what city. Like, yeah. those people come travel. out to shows. Yeah, they travel. They travel. Yeah. Look at Lost Lands. Yeah, crazy. Um, Massive. Yeah, insane. Um so, yeah, I mean, kind of dove into that. Music kept getting better. Yeah. And I, I, I really worked. Since since I was not working my internship, I was just doing school. You know, I was like a, a horrible student that semester because all I wanted to do was make music. But then I had another, you know, semester to just like really dive in and, right. and kind of get better. Um, and then, you know, the new year happened. And then that April is when that first song came out. So it was kind of a quick turnaround. Pretty quick um, turnaround. Very, very quick. So you were really logging hours then, bro. Dude, crazy hours i was i was probably working i mean i was definitely in ableton easily 40 hours a week on top of school like without a doubt holy shit late nights just literally every single day every single minute all i could think about was god my kick drums are shit like i need to get better at that like i'm literally on the toilet just like watching like you know you're born to be a fucking house producer thinking things like that yeah um so that was i love it so that was a crazy semester um, and then, yeah, it just didn't stop at all. And actually it's funny because I, so that fall I got back from, from New York, mm-hmm. uh, I did 15 credit hours in school and I did music. So the program that I was in, in, at UC in Cincinnati, yeah, right. was five years. Um, right. they do business co-ops every other semester. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of kids in the business school are on a five year track. So they'll go to school one semester full time mm-hmm. and then the next semester they get full time jobs. And they alternate doing that. So by the time they graduate, um, they have like a handful of internships under that their belt. That makes sense. Which is, a, which is great. Like you yeah. graduate with Smart. a ton of experience. My buddy owned a digital marketing agency more or less. Yeah. Um, and I was able to kind of go in there um, and have him essentially like sign uh, – my paper saying that I was his full-time intern. Wow. And then, you know, I wasn't. So I would literally <laughs> produce music. That was my full-time job for that semester in the spring. Oh, my God. And you see, like, they don't check that hard, you know? Like, no. they, they're not, like, fully checking. I mean, at the end of the semester, you have to fill out, like, a reflection form, and it was total bullshit, you know? And I remember, like, UC sends my boss or my my mentor, like, a uh, uh, survey monkey, like, reflection. Yeah. And, and uh, I remember <laughs> uh, he forwarded me the link, and he's like, hey, man, I, th- I think you should probably fill this out, <laughs> pre- pretending to be me, just in case, like, there's any discrepancies in your story versus mine. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah. Shout out UC. Let's fucking go. I hope, I hope none of the administrators are listening to this podcast. I hope they do. Or else they take my degree away. Nah. <laughs> No, I earned that shit. Um, yeah. No, uh, so that was crazy. Holy shit. So I ended up doing that for. Um, let's see. I was a I was a junior at that time. 
So I ended up doing that for the spring, mm-hmm. and then in the summer, I think I took one class and continued to do music. Right. And then that fall, I took a full load because I still had to finish college. And then that spring, I took another like semester off with the internship. Um, so I had a lot of time in my undergrad to like really unbelievable like, zone in on production and that like without that um yeah uh, you know who knows Wouldn't be where you're and, and the pandemic as well too like right um, so there was nothing even distracting you no i i moved home uh for you know three or four months mm-hmm. and i literally like <laughs> every single day i was in my parents basement just like on my computer like just so making me yeah fully confirmed like, <laughs> dude it was unhealthy like i would stay up <laughs> until like 5 a.m like my dad sometimes like has trouble sleeping so he'll like wake up and come downstairs and like watch some some like tv and like you know it's 3 30 a.m he's like dude what are you doing like still i'm like but i gotta make this music <laughs> um so Holy yeah there was a shit. time there where you know it's definitely confusing um, because I've had a lot of different, like, interests, you know, and a lot of different stuff. Like, when I'm interested in something, I'm, like, it's my thing. Like, yeah. I, I buy into the culture. Like, I played or I snowboarded in, in um, when I was young, and, like, that was, like, my shit. Like, yeah. I was in the culture. I knew oh, every yeah. pro, like, you know, bought, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, video editing, like, that was my thing. Right. Like, um, lacrosse, and I, like, that, you oh. know, that was just our thing, you know. I played lacrosse. Really? Too. Dude, we're very, we have a lot in common. Wow, this is weird. I love skiing. My brother loves snowboarding too. We Dude, crazy. We love it too. Damn, we're like we got a lot to do. We got to go to Broadway and we got to go on a trip to ski. Fuck, dude, we're busy. And we got to have a bar mitzvah together. Oh, <laughs> got a lot to we look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, um, I forget, I forget what I was saying, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it took a while for my parents to kind of like. Un- um, you know, because cause at, at the early stages of really diving into music, it was like, oh, you know, like, you know, we'll support Michael in anything he does, but, you know, it's just another one of his, like, hobbies, you know, it's sure. like what he's into. Sure. And, you know, great. That's awesome. Right. Um, and it took, you know, even up until, like, probably three months ago where they were really able to kind of see, like, where this could go. Yeah. Or, like, what opportunities there are, you know, in the music industry outside of just touring. Yeah. Because, you know, early on when I was explaining it, I was like, yeah, like, I want to tour and I want to, like, play shows on Fridays and Saturdays uh, 52 weeks out of the year mm-hmm. like okay well you're gonna tour when you're like 35 45 years old and I'm yeah. like well there's people that do but you know probably not but now they're seeing like okay well there's labels there's publishing there's yep. ghost writing there's, there's executive production yeah, yeah so much so much opportunities to have income for you know if you know if music does well like absolutely you know it can be pretty good for like the financial situation. So mm-hmm. um, they're kind of just now seeing like where where that can go. Yeah, which is exciting um, because I fully have like the backing of of them now. I mean, I always did, but you know, it's more like legit now. They were blindly supporting, and now they now they actually see. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is a funny story too. Like my grandparents, the my mom's side, mm-hmm. the Jew, the Jewish side. Yeah, um, literally angels like the my favorite people in the world like second parents so close to them mm-hmm. um and they're very supportive but you know they're from a different generation they they don't know <laughs> what is happening right yeah, yeah, yeah and you know my they would listen to the music and they're just like what, what? the fuck <laughs> is this like you know i remember uh one of the first like soundcloud edits i put out the ahi track with yes. like, the trumpet sample so sick. um you know my i, I played a, a live stream and uh i played the whole set and uh, my 
grandfather watched the whole thing, called me afterwards. He's like, I really liked that song with the trumpet sample, the one that went dun dun dun. And I was like, Papa, that's my song. And he was like, No way. That's crazy. <laughs> that was great. Wow. So he can like pick out like, you know, those instruments and like those influences, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until recently um, I, I played a, a headline show in my in Columbus, my hometown. Uh, oh, shit. That was uh, June something, June, June 18th, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and since it was the hometown show, like, I had kids that I grew up with. Yes. I had, you know, my college friends that were just two hours out. You know, so, right. I, like, this show is packed. And I was like, dude, I literally need my grandparents at this show. Yes. I need my parents. I need my sister. Yeah. I need my dad, mom. Yeah. Uh, aunt. Like, I wanted everybody Let's there. go. So, um, that like, they came, and it was, like, 1230 uh, or 12.15. I was about to go on. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole extended family comes through the back. My 80-year-old grandparent, 85? Yeah. 80, 80. 80-year-old grandparents come in like in this dark loud club and they kind of got got to watch me do my thing and it was the most incredible feeling ever and i'll show you the picture afterwards yes dude it's the most it was the it warmed my heart like so much and um you know you could tell like after that they were like wow like we get it we get it you have to one thing my grandma said was like you have to feel it Mm -hmm. you have to like really be there to understand like why you know, yeah, um, which is so true. And yeah, I mean, that was just the most incredible night ever. Like to look out and see kids I grew up with, college friends, everybody going hard, extended fucking family. Yeah. It's like, dude, what is happening? This is crazy. Wow. Um, but it was super insane. And sounds yeah. like it made it real for you too, though. Yeah, it really wasn't did. just them saying, oh, damn, like, yeah. this is him. It was you being like, oh, shit, this is me. 100%. Yeah. And, like, you know, you can relate to this, too. Like, every artist has their, like, doubts, you know, their imposter syndromes. Their, totally. Their weeks, months where they're not feeling it or they, you know, yeah. can't write a ton of new stuff. So it was definitely inspiring to to be like, wow, this is kind of like what I do now. And I know the feeling. Yeah. I do. Yeah. And it, it happens, and it's so strange. But when it does happen, you're like, all right, I'm doing something right. Yeah, Absolutely. Wow, that's so special, dude. Yeah, it was really special. Thanks for sharing that story. I'll show you the, I'll show you the picture afterward. Cause like, what are your grandparents' cool. names? Uh, Anne and Howard. Anne and Howard. Yeah. Nice Jewish Westerville Jews. Yeah. <laughs> dude, the best people on the planet Earth. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you dropped all your music, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Dropped a lot of it, yeah. There's one. Good, you got some good tunes. Thanks, man. Appreciate you it. You know that? So do you, though. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You got more tunes than me. I'm a podcaster, okay? True, but you're pretty multifaceted, and it's impressive. It shows. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm also a freight broker. If anybody needs a freight man. Hey, there you go. (laughs) Shameless plug. Yeah. Sponsored by. (laughs) Sponsored by. Jesus, man. Well, listen, real quick. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, man. Cheers to you in general. Cheers to all your success. Absolutely. It was an absolute pleasure just running through your discography. And I've listened to all of your releases in the past. I think, I'm trying to remember when I first discovered you. Honestly, I think Flynn sent me one of your tracks um, sometime in 2020. And I was just like, okay, damn, like, who is this kid? And been a fan ever since, been following you ever since. And just going back through your music over the past two weeks, because we had set this up. And thanks for booking in advance, by the way appreciate that and showing up on time early 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 yeah. and with a crowd 
And with a crowd. Yeah. Well, I, Entourage. Yeah, yeah, it's usually never a crowd. I like. I gotta stay safe, dude. I'm telling you, walking through these streets, like people come up to me, like you yeah, know, bother me. Like, right. Oh my god. So I gotta have yeah, you know. People <laughs> <excited. laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. a legend. But I do want to ask you about some of your releases, bro, okay. because a lot of people that watch this podcast um, are really, really interested in like learning about your inspiration for it, your creative yeah. process in the studio. Um, so I want to ask about Keep You Moving because this was, was this your first label release then? What was Ooh. the first label release? Uh, first label release was uh, Groovy Bone. Groovy Bone. Um, out of Charlotte, Disco. Yeah. Right. So that, so that was the first, uh, yeah, real song that I ended up getting signed, which was super crazy. Yeah? yeah. How'd that feel? It felt insane. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know, like, what a label really, like, what that was. I just yeah. remember thinking, like, oh, my God, like, a record label releases this music yeah um and then like through some music friends you know you realize like you know labels are great platforms you know they throw parties Mm -hmm. they you know can get your music to a promo list that you may not be able to reach which is great cool art yeah proof of concept you know like a nice master you know is cool yeah um and that was just a really cool experience because it was like you know again one of those like um, check boxes where it's like, all right, I'm, maybe maybe I'm doing something right here. It's a validation. Um, yeah, so that was For a really sure. cool opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And, and you've had so many great labels too. I mean, Nonstop, Catch Twisted, Night Service Only, OKNF, Level, which is part of Create Music Group, Solo yeah. Toko, Techne. Yeah. Thanks for giving back to the SoundCloud community too. We're going to talk about those. You're a giver. You're a I giver. Dude, a nice uh, Ohio guy. I know. I am. Really <laughs> free am. download, baby. We appreciate that. Dude, free download is a beautiful thing. And, you uh, get real fans. Yes, seriously. And, yeah. Uh, you know, even as a consumer of free downloads, like mm-hmm. I love supporting those like download gate steps, you know? Like follow, oh, yeah. follow on Spotify, I follow no on Instagram. Like that. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Um, and yeah, through that... And, like, having um, Ahi being posted on, like, the Blanc YouTube page, like... Oh, really? That was, like, a huge driver in, like, initial, like, traffic to, like, my Instagram page. And yeah. SoundCloud and stuff. Like, right. Um, which is, you know, that was, like, really That cool. organic growth is so huge, man. Insane, yeah. So huge. It's awesome. But, I mean, it's, it's... Like I said, it was awesome running through your music because... I'm interested to know more about where you at creatively, especially knowing you were producing a lot of this stuff during the pandemic. Yeah. I'm assuming you were listening to a lot of different music because you look yeah. track like Keep You Moving with Brooklyn Method. Yeah. We gotta give a shout out to him. Oh, the homies. You know, this is like new disco tribal, but also traditional house, like yeah. all mixed in one. So yeah, Brooklyn Method. Crazy track, dude. Are, are really legends. Is. Yeah, shout out to Forrest and Michael. The Forrest homies. and Michael, okay. So, so these dudes are goats and yeah so they're they have a band called clubhouse i don't know if you heard of them uh really good music like alternative kind of like synth poppy like really cool stuff okay. spotify really supports their tunes awesome they're out in cal they just moved out to california like record labels hooking them up like recording nice. recording doing um uh, music videos like they're really crushing it wow but Forrest and Michael, crazy producers in Ableton of electronic music. Oh, God. And Brooklyn Method is kind of their, like, little house, like, duo side project. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we just linked up, and it was just so easy to work. And yeah. I sent them, like, the initial idea, you know, drums, groove. I think I had the bass line in there. And, um, yeah, they, they kind of added those, like, vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, nice little synthy pads. And, uh, yeah, we just... Uh, it's a juicy track. It's a juicy track, yeah. I love it. Thank you. I, I love it, man. And your Lights Up remix, which is so sick by Darko. Casual 265,000 plays on Spotify, yeah, too. Yeah, well. Shit fucking pops. Yeah. 
Let's hear this shit pop right now. This is Lights Up by Darko in the Moose Remix. when you do a remix were you asked to do this remix or how did that actually come about yeah I was um, so uh, West End actually hooked me up Shout oh out let's go yeah um, he was actually a big big mentor still is early on though like he really helped put my music in front of in front of uh, some important uh, people yeah which is insane that's great um, you know that's the reason why I was able to sign um, okay and FEP is great and then into nonstop, which kind of got me into kind of that um uh space of cut above solo toko technique kind of all those yeah because they're all under the same like uh yeah marketing agency aren't yeah they? um label management I label believe. yeah yep um so now i have a relationship with it, it was great whatever right tyler was uh mad great, props mad props dude the Tyler's I'm, I'm gonna have him on soon, man. He awesome. Comes up so much. Yeah, dude. Awesome, dude. Um, and kind of, th- I was actually, uh, yeah. So I did a one-on-one session with him back when the pandemic started. Nice. I was actually the first one that hit hit him up on Instagram, like, bro, do you do like lessons at all? Wow. Because I felt like I, you know, I I was confident in where I was at production wise, but mm-hmm. I wanted to see like what are the professionals doing, like what are yeah. the pros doing that are releasing on my favorite labels, like right. what's that next like fifteen percent, you know? Yeah. Um. So through that, I was able to kind of have a connection with him and you know he showed me a lot of cool stuff and to this day still have a relationship and he's the man and wow um, every 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 couple months i get to see him and, and hang out and it's, it's yes. really cool good to see him crush dude it smashing it literally smashing it he's on absolute fire yeah right now. he deserves it he Proud works to see his very success. hard yeah so when you are making a remix though yeah what's your actual process like as compared to maybe just an original because you have the vocals right yeah i mean the yeah and those kind of like it i like doing remixes because um it's you don't have to kind of like dig for that like mm-hmm. um, inspiration because it kind of is already there and it kind of sparks right right so like re- for me like I love having like a session open with an eight bar loop run in I have my keyboard with like you know a key or like a baseline or something yeah and I'll just play that until I kind of like find notes that I like and just like really kind of get into that like zone mm-hmm. of it um, I find that it's like a lot more difficult to write stuff out in MIDI sometimes just yeah. because like it's kind of hard to like really get into like that like groove of it yeah and i think that's like very important i mean we're making dance music like we're making music that we want to play at a show or right a, a club party whatever right um and i just love like you know having my keyboard over here and just like dinking around on that until i find something that i really like yeah and then yeah through that a remix really just writes itself you know like mm-hmm. once you get some banging drums arrange that shit out and white noise and you're yeah. done <laughs> that's it that's all it is guys that's all you gotta yeah. do but for um for originals, I find it's a lot harder. Oh, yeah. Um, and especially, you know, when I was... Uh, over the pandemic, it was just a fever dream of just, like, production. And I was just 
cooking every single day, just like coming up with like original concepts. It was great. Mm-hmm. And since the world has kind of opened up, I've been kind of dealing with the, like the this kind of new balance of life where stuff's open, you know, every once in a while I go play shows on the weekends. Right. And it's, sometimes I find it hard to, to kind of come back to to the studio on Monday morning and kind of like really dive into, yeah. you know, making music. Right. Um, and, you know, something that I think every producer struggles with. Um, but, you know, I try and... Um, I think uh, coming into a session like with kind of a general idea of what you want to do is like very important. Definitely. Because uh, I remember like sometimes uh, like off to, like when I remember really struggling coming up with stuff was when you know you just have a blank canvas and you don't really know what to do because it's stressful. And Ableton is endless possibilities. Like, yeah. There are a million decisions a minute that you could make. You know. <laughs> so true. So I find that if I can come in with like even like a one sample that I love like a hat sample where I'm like oh it's fucking crispy <laughs> or like a kick or even just like a bass one shot yeah or like one vocal mm-hmm. that is enough for me to have kind of a direction okay um, and and after that you just kind of just ride off like the, the the high of that something happens yeah that's how you spark happens. it huh yeah for sure interesting so having a direction is very important or else it's very easy to just like stare and just start dragging in random samples and just like next thing you know, you're like, I don't, I don't know about this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. You just mentioned OKNF. Okay say something EP. Let's check out this absolute banger from Moose. This one's called Say Something on OKNF. spot on beatport yeah like house it did and there's a difference i think we know between doing really well on beatport and maybe just doing really well on spotify and there's successes in and of themselves mm-hmm. if you do really well on beatport that means that motherfuckers are buying, buying that it track to play it yeah and playing it out absolutely and dude it's so sick because this is where we finally hear not finally hear, but we hear this new sound from you like the trumpet the vocal chop the bouncy baseline groove like yeah. you're starting to kind of come into the sound that yeah. we hear now that ep was definitely like is i'm gonna remember it forever because i yes. was like the for i was like two tracks that i love and that was like the first one where i still listen back and i'm like that production's pretty good let's like, go yeah. complimenting yourself yeah okay. because and trust me i don't compliment myself a lot because <laughs> Pretty much everything that I make, I fucking hate. Not actually, but like, you know, <laughs> I know every you every producer can relate to that. Um, but, you know, I still listen to that that one, and I'm like, wow, well, not bad. <laughs> like, it's so um, dope. Too. And, yeah, it was cool to kind of get on with, with that team. And uh, shout out to Clem, Clem out in New York, Brooklyn. Yep. Uh, I was able to meet, meet them um, a couple weeks back in Brooklyn when I played with Sid in, in Brooklyn. Yes. At his night service on the Yeah, I mean, How great, sick was that? great guys, yeah. But yeah, okay, that's awesome. And that, yeah, that was like the first, like, 
big EP where I was just like super confident into kind of where I was going for the rest of the year. For sure. Um, you know, because I had some stuff lined up and I was, you know, still writing every single day. And yeah. It was, and, it was really special for sure. And this was your first EP. Well, push that sound. Yeah. DJ Susan says it best, bro. No fucking B-sides for a good producer. No B-sides on Hypotics, but no B-sides if you're a good producer yeah. because both tracks are always amazing. Sure, sure. Was this intended to be an EP or like did you um, push that sound together? To be honest, no. And I was... Uh, Another shout out to to West End as well because mm-hmm. I really didn't know how to approach like the whole label thing like yeah. I didn't really know how to send tracks really so I kind of like um, seeked help there. Mm. I remember uh, this is super embarrassing but the first uh, first batch of songs I ever sent out to a label, well labels uh, I put a couple songs in a SoundCloud folder or a playlist I think right. And I sent it to, you know, I spent a few hours, like, finding labels. Probably had a list of, like, 35 to 50 labels. Right. And I just put them all in, like, BCC, like, (laughs) sent to 35 to 50 labels all at the same time. Which, if you know know anything about how it works, that's, like, not. They know that you did that. So, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. Somebody responded and they were like, hey man, we, re- we really like these tracks. Like, um, you know, we want to sign one or two, I forget. Um, and I boneheadedly responded, hey, thanks man. I'm waiting to hear back from a few more labels, but I'll let you know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and looking back, I'm just like, God, like, what are you doing? Oh, um, man. And he basically responded back, like, uh, you know, hey. That's not how you. We don't do that. Yeah. It's actually very disrespectful, you know, this, that. Yeah. And I felt so bad, dude. I was, like, responding to that. I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, these are the first tracks I've ever sent out to a label. I'm very sorry. I don't know really how the, this industry works yet much. <laughs> oh, like, God. My bad. And he was honest. He was like, all right, man, no, you know, no problem, whatever. Um, yeah. And uh, that was a learning moment. Oh, but, my uh, God. Something you got to learn, I guess. But, um, there you go. Yeah, so I uh, sent, sent them... Um, um, a couple tunes and I think I think the two tunes and they were like let's just make it an EP and I was like perfect cool there you go and I like say say something as the A side I mean no B sides of course um, but well, you have um, to organize them A and B yeah I don't know I I guess at the time I was like oh well say something is definitely like the bigger track you know make that the A side I guess you know? yeah for sure yeah. no I love that man for sure and it's great it's something to be proud of yeah. I'm proud that you're proud of it thank you it's good it is, it is a download to the USB, bro. Hell yeah. Now, this one, this one is incredible. Your nonstop free EP, and you also did Just Like That, um, two EPs with them. Yeah. And Just Like That is your most recent release, of yeah. course. Yep. But I got to say, like, you have a similar sound here mm-hmm. uh, with, with this label, and Freak EP, bro, is fucking nuts, man. You blend techno with tech house with some minimal, like, you get it all grouped in there, dude. Yeah. When I was listening through this one and really, really listening, I kind of, like, realized, like, you definitely have this green velvet type vibe a little bit. Whoa. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, a, like an educated sound. Yeah. But with a very modern take since, like, yeah, you know, you're you. younger in the game, bro. Like, you listen and hear things differently. Yeah. You maybe haven't experienced things the same way as, like, green velvet. Yeah. But Dude, I appreciate that. that yeah. Uh, that means a lot. Because, uh, yeah, I've always, like, kind of wanted my sound to kind of, like, teeter the lines between, like you know, really timeless, good, yeah. old school, more minimal stuff yeah. with that kind of new school sound right. that, you know, is kind of taking over right now. And, uh, yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. And I think my sound's kind of, it, it's still evolving, you know? Like, it's kind of going from, like, that bigger, 
kind of more like techno influence mm-hmm. into more like mi- like more like minimal grooves, mm-hmm. but kind of like you know teetering the line between like that more commercial sound. Yeah, it's which, a minimal is, groove. It's right where I want to sit. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I if I could you know have it my way, I want my music to be respected from like the Michael Bibbies of the world to like mm-hmm. the Chris Lakes of the world. Yes, you know I want both of them to be able to to hear it and be like, all right, like. Respect. Yes. Class, good. I like Even that. if it's not going to be on a solid groove or it's not going to be on a black book, it's right. going to be like, this is a good, good, good song. I like that. Know? And that's a really good way to think about it, yeah. too. That's actually very mature of you to think, like, I want to try and blend these styles together. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, their biggest strength and weakness is like, this is my sound. I have to box myself in. Yeah. But never do that. No, no. Never and, really and have to. I've, I, one thing I will say is I've probably learned the most production-wise, when I've experimented with different genres. Absolutely. Dude, I've made... I That's when it's fun, too. Yeah. I took a, um electronic music class mm-hmm. in college. Wow. And I was already... I was kind of saucy with Ableton already. <laughs> so, and, instead of... I needed a free credit. I'm a shit student. Well, I'm not a shit student, but I just needed to graduate. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's a different story, but... Um, <laughs> I was like, okay, I could blow this class off, right. but I was like, I really want to like take the time to like make shit I like normally wouldn't. Yeah. So I was making like drum and bass and like you know um, break beats um, and like hard techno with like wow. reverb ba- and like, dude, you learn so much more when you kind of step out of like what's comfortable and just make random shit for fun. Right. And then you can take those concepts and infuse them into like okay, whatever your sound is, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you know the style becomes yours you know you kind of create like a sound or yeah. whatever you want to call it absolutely um so i can't i can't recommend that enough dude like you know, yeah. to, to whoever's like listening just make different shit like totally sure because too like i think now too like you know now it's more than more easy it's easier than ever to you know download a copy of copy of ableton yeah 90 day free trial yep 7.99 a month on splice right. download tool room academy yep and you just start dragging loops in right totally and that's a great way to learn and that's how you should learn yeah and i still use those loops you know but in, yeah. a, in a way where you can kind of sample them and make right it, take elements you know whatever yeah of course but that's how i think it you know a sound gets totally played out and totally washed and i think i i don't think uh i think tech house is kind of going through that right now mm-hmm. but what gives me hope is like the quality of production is just incredible. I listen to so much and like, dude, like music that is so well done that, you know, um, you know, I just think, uh, and I'm mostly speaking to myself. I get, I'm really focused on like digging deep into like my soul of like Mm. how I'm creating like this music Mm -hmm. to make it like undeniably like me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, that's like my main focus. And I will say this, like, you know, 2020, I cranked out music. Yeah. Cranked it out. Like right. once a month, you know, EPs, every remix, whatever, everything. For sure, bro. And I don't regret any of that. It was serious. If I hadn't have done that, like, you know, that, that allowed 2021 to kind of open up doors in terms of, Definitely. you know, management opportunities and sh- playing shows out of town and mm-hmm. connecting with, you know, the SIDS of the world, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I'm really t- kind of taking a step back and focusing on, you know, quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't be more happy with where I'm at. Like, I thought, um, I thought 
not having a ton of music scheduled for tw- for the back half of 2021 yeah. would hurt mm-hmm. and it would make me anxious but honestly like I feel so like content with like where I'm at right now because yeah. I'm still like working every day right. you know developing kind of like different sounds and like really spending time on on you know the this kind of new wave of music that if that is coming mm-hmm. um but when I don't know but I'm just having fun just like sitting in that like yeah. discomfort and uncertainty and just like really making music that kind of like comes to me, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it feels good. I'm um, finally. Yeah, I love. I I genuinely like appreciate all the music that I've put out, and, mm-hmm. and it, it means so much to me. But the stuff that I feel like I'm working on right now, I just, dude, it just feels so right in my soul, and uh, it's coming. God damn, it's coming. I'm sweating again. <laughs> I tend to have that effect on men. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But it's a comedian. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. So I'm feeling good. And like, you know, I, and uh, I was in Cincinnati for five years. It was an incredible few years of my life. But, yeah. you know, kind of by the end of it, after the pandemic, after living in the same place for, for a while, mm-hmm. I was like so just kind of like uh, tired and searching for kind of new inspiration. It was hard to find, especially, you know, moving as a bitch and, you know, the logistics of that and graduating college, there's a lot. Right. But now that I'm here and settled, moved in, you know, I can finally just like breathe and like really kind of like step into this new chapter yes. of where I'm at in my life, which is, yeah. you know, being a post-grad guy in a big city with his best friends and yeah. meeting so many cool people every day and like, yeah, dude, dude, it's going to be a, it's just going to be great. I'm so happy and excited. Well, it's, it's awesome. It's clear that you found, like, what's your most passionate in life. This yeah. is not just snowboarding again to you, right? Yeah, like, man. This is literally, like, you coming into your own and yeah. feeling that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they go their whole life, especially, like, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, like, maybe knowing what they wish they would have done, but conforming to society or whatever, and you're literally just fucking chasing it right here, right now, because yeah. this is what you love. Yeah. That's a great way to put it, 100%. I respect the fuck out of that. Thank you, man. I really do. Thank you so much. I really it. do. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about a certified moose classic, bro. All right. Get Twisted, Dangerous with All Talk. All talk. Zach Legend, bro. Jesus, dude. I mean, I love how this track, like, just, it moves you. Let's hear this one move you. This one's called Dangerous by All Talk and Moose on Get Twisted. Dangerous, no, I don't back down. 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 Leave you hot laying on the ground. Tell me who who to kill now. Turn it up. Baseline shines without a doubt, but I think what's so cool about this track is actually the, the drums and the percussion because you guys build it and break it down like so many different times, and you do have like this minimal groove throughout the vocals like really carry yeah, everything. It's nice, yeah. But it's super entertaining on like all different levels of sound, man. Thank you. Know you. What I mean, like I feel like I'm listening. I don't know. I don't. You guys mix this track so well, like it was like you hear it all at the same time. Thank you. So layering was primo. But there was something special about this. I think probably when you were making it, you were yeah, like, this for is sure. different. Did you yeah. feel it? 
Oh yeah, for sure. So um, Zach and I, shout out to Zach, sick yeah. producer, awesome all time, baby. Um, he sent me. Well, we were we were like, you know, we want to work on some tunes together for sure. Um, and we were kind of back and forth with a few. He sent me that with the vocal and kind of a rough bass line. Okay. And I was like, bro, <laughs> send it to me. And uh, I think I, like, wrapped it up, like, that night. Like, one of those songs that oh. just, like, builds itself, you know? And, and those are the best, like... like it doesn't happen. I'm telling you, Not like, I feel like some of the best music that I've, like, produced and put out, it's, like, in 24 hours, it's pretty much done. You know, tweaks, you sure, know, sure. finishing touches. Yeah. But it's always there. Like, usually if I'm spending, like, weeks on a track, it's just, like, never gonna kind of find whatever, you know, find, find me or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah, he sent me that, and I was like... Bro, this is it. Send me that. So we finished that, and we finished uh, connection, and we kind of had those two together in a playlist to oh, like send out. I was gonna ask, and we were like, you know, do we want to do an EP? Do we want to do whatever? Right. And then um, I forget which one got signed first, but they ended up kind of going their separate ways. But um, yeah, yeah, we were super happy with those two. It's an awesome track, man. Thank I, you. And as, as like I said to you before the interview, people just listen to it right now. So they know exactly what the fuck we're talking about. It's a special one. Turn it up. It's awesome. Turn it up. So we got to talk about this one, of course. I mean, I'm talking about all your tracks, but this one I got to really make note. Night Service Only. We mentioned Sid. One, two. Just interviewed Sid. And anytime anybody has a label, you know, I got to ask, what do you look for in a demo? He gave the shortest and sweetest answer ever. If I won't play it in my sets, I won't sign it. Yeah, I saw that clip. And I'm literally just like the right when I listened to this because I had heard it before. But when I, after hearing that and listening to it again, I was like, right, Makes that was sense. an immediate yes. Let's hear why this was an immediate yes. This one's called One Two by Moose off Sid's Night Service Only. <laughs> of his role in the community and him giving a platform to house music just in general especially up and coming producers yeah, bro and dude insane he's a big fan of you bro yeah what he's doing to support up and coming producers is absolutely Nuts. incredible and uh, I actually have a really good story about Sid too yeah um, when we were at Bonnaroo on it was actually that summer I was in New York yeah so we drove from New York all the way across Ohio oh, shit. down to Tennessee it was like a 12 hour journey <laughs> But we were, we had to go to Bonnery because we go to Bonnery every year. Yeah. Um, and so we were at Bonnery that year and we were, you know, Sid was playing mm-hmm. and I didn't, and that's, that's when I was like really getting into like, you know, um, electronic production. I knew, I knew his music. I knew his big songs. Yeah. And it was like a daytime set, like 4 PM and, yeah. and Kate and I were, were watching the set and we had a blast mm-hmm. and you know, we were just like looking up there. I remember being so inspired. <laughs> I just remember being like, dude, 
this is so sick. Like it yeah. wasn't like it, it was a it was a great set and there was a lot of people there, but it was like the daytime, you know. It wasn't like yeah. crazy production, you know. It wasn't like the nighttime yet when shit gets weird. Right. But I just remember being like, dude, this, like that is what I want to do. Like, yes. That is sick. And I remember she looked at me and she was like, "That's gonna be you one day." Yes, it will. And fast forward. You know, when, when one, two came about and we connected on like Instagram DM, it was just like craziness, you know? Yeah, dude. It was just a crazy full, one of the first like big full circle moments that, that happened. I was like, damn, like literally two years ago or a year and a half ago at the time, I was looking up you, you at Bonnaroo Mm -hmm. and just like thinking like, you told him the story. Yeah. Oh, you probably love that. And I remember too, it was, uh, it was, uh, Father's Day. It was Father's Day during the set. And I remember he, er. Oh no! It was his dad's birth dad's birthday? Okay. Because Father's Day is in. No, it was Father's Day because no, it was June. It was Father's Day because it was June. Okay. And uh, he Facetimed his dad like mid set and was like, "Bonner, like, you know, I don't know, like, this is my dad on three Happy Father's Day or something yeah, like yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. And it was just like cool. I'll never forget that. And I told him that story too. I was like, "Dude, at Bonner, you Facetimed your dad." And I was inspired as shit, and that was dope, <laughs> and this is great. He's and, a big family guy. Yeah, dude, and yeah, just the nicest dude on the planet. Like He really is. Literally the nicest dude on the planet. We met him, um, yeah, a couple weeks back in Brooklyn, and uh, or actually, no, we met him for the first time. He came through Columbus for a show, and I was still still up there at the time. Nice. Um, and we hung out, got a drink before. He played a set. You know, we chilled, and it was yeah. just the nicest guy ever. He's a G. Just the nicest guy. And I then just saw him play at Lala, and he absolutely smashed. Murdered I it. I had a similar yeah. thing. I was just watching him. He was just dropping Dude, bombs. and I, yeah, I was watching videos, and that shit was packed. Like, what was that? It was during the day. It was like... I day. told him. Like, he was like, I never played Lala. Like, how's the set time? I'm like, dude, dude. Saturday, 3.30. Gonna smash people it. People are ready. Yeah. And, it, dude, yeah, those videos gave me chills. I know. And I was... I, I, I actually have so many videos I haven't sent him yet. Really? But he was dropping so much unreleased shit. Yeah. I was, like, shazamming every track. I was like, is this night only? Yet. What is this, bro? <laughs> and then he messaged me after. He was like, I played so much unreleased music, yeah. actually. That dude writes hits. Like, like he's coming simple into a new that. layer of Sid right now. He really now, is, dude. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that dude's an inspiration. He is. Because, yeah, and he's doing so much cool stuff just outside of, you know, touring on the weekends. You know, he's doing, you know, some really cool stuff at the label, you know, working yep. with, like, CBS, doing, like, you know, no. deals with that. Like, that's just, he's like... not the average guy. Career musician. I mean, dude, he he's is. got two Grammys? Yeah, he does. That's craziness. I mean... So casual. Crazy. <laughs> I know. He's awesome. So cool. I got nothing but love and respect yeah. for that guy, man. Carlos is... The guy. He is. He's a great guy. Yeah. Shout out. You said, what up, bro? Oh, that's awesome. awesome. We'll send him this clip. We love you. You're biggest fans. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, though, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's a great yeah. track, too. That's another add to the USB. Yeah. That song That song is another one where, uh, yeah, I look back and I'm like, fucking like that Did song. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Can't say the same for all of them. That's just my internal battles as a music producer, but I do like that. Come song. on, bro. We're just we're about to talk the solo Toka release. This mm. is one. This is a belter. Thank you. Nice solo release called Focus. Yep. Okay, this is one I want to actually break down from a sound design perspective because we hear that unique bouncy baseline that you kind of do in this minimal groove way, like you explained. Yep. But I I also really hear like a gritty rolling baseline, like a little bit of a Solardo type influence. Yeah, definitely. How are you actually layering? 
your bass sounds like? Are you are you have multiple like there's extended midis with like a fade yeah. on them or like what are you doing? I know a lot of people do that where they kind of split up bass into yeah. like, top and sub. I don't do that. I don't think I've ever done that. Are maybe, you just side chaining like maybe once? Yeah, just side chain side chain the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, I've been using a compressor more than I have like Kickstarter or anything as of recent. That's what Flynn and I do. Is it does is there a compressor in Ableton just like a built in? Yeah. What do you use, Kickstart? Uh, it's not not if not on a baseline. I yeah. we use a compressor like through yeah I do that Logic, yeah. It's just like it Kickstart's good. Kickstart's fine. I'm I feel like, like you can't get a good tech house baseline with Kickstart, bro. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, because I think you're limited. You're limited with like the shape of the side chain. Right? Exactly. And depending on your kick and depending on like how you want like the bass to kind of cut through, I can be so much more precise with a with a compressor because mm-hmm. I can get like the attack and release just to yes. where I want it, so yes. I can get that nice like fade just depending on. Oh yeah. So yeah, I do that, and then um, I think that bass line was, excuse me, serum, or operator. Or, uh, to be honest with you, as of recent, and probably not in those older productions, but I, I've been using a lot of, like, um, bass samples in a, in a uh, simpler. I use simpler like crazy. No way! There's so many good samples out there. There's a, uh, there's a lot of really shitty samples out there. But I'll use, like, um, you know, if I have a bass loop, and there's, like, one part that I like, or, like, one, like, hit that I like. Yeah. You know, I'll pop that into a simpler, put it on one-shot mode, and kind of put this to the markers where I want. Okay. I'll just use that. Okay. And I find that you can have some really cool happy accidents happen. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes in a loop, you know, it goes like, you know, doom, doom. And then, like, in your MIDI, depending on how you write it, sometimes you can get those cool, like, like syncopated hits that mm-hmm. already exist in the loop. Right. But technically, you didn't, like, write it. Right. If that makes sense. Um, no, yeah. Hey. Sometimes just weird shit happens. And I've really been, like, experimenting with that because... Um, I think, uh, you know, writing a baseline in Serum gets, like, a little stale. Yeah. And um, I think, like, when I listen to, like, really minimal stuff, like, um, like um, solid groove stuff, or, yeah. like, Pasa shit, or, like, yeah. um, like uh, Night Funk, perfect example. Yeah. Something about those baselines, or the sub-elements are different, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not Serum. No, no, they're not. Well, they might kind of be, well, I don't know, I don't know. I know that a lot of the, like, Sagar stuff, like, like, do you know that song Beat by Endor? Yes. To the beat. Yes. Listen to that, like, really loud. Like, I don't, like, something's happened under there that feels so much more, like, interesting and gritty and nasty. Totally. dirty than just, like, a do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. No, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Um, It's hard to explain. Yeah, so... De- like, um, Focus was definitely, like, you know, Serum or something like that. But when when I do, like, in some of the newer stuff, I've really been trying to experiment with, like, really just random shit that can yeah. kind of, like, you know. Like, instead of having, like, one bass, bass line, like, I'll have, like, a tom that kind of works with, like, a bass one shot that also works with, like, okay. you know, a per- or percussion and all that together kind of adds to, like... So you're not relying on just the bass line itself. Yeah, you know. So you But you're using other samples with... A, a low end yeah. sound in there definitely to toms really... are great uh, yeah and uh, there's so many I have so many random sample packs that have so many different elements in them mm-hmm. and you can really dig and find some awesome stuff I will say though yeah. there's a lot of bad samples out there there are a there's a lot, lot of really of bad. bad samples and um, 
you know, I think it definitely takes time to train your ear mm-hmm. on, like, what's good and what's bad. Right. But I feel like just now I'm even getting to a point where I can listen to a sample and be like, that's not good. Yeah. There's some really harsh frequencies in there. It's yeah. way over compressed. Right. Or, you know, some really, you know, I, I don't know. It's just like, if I listen to a song and it just sounds like somebody played it on a drum set, I'm just, like, so impressed, you know. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, like open hats, you know, like. Yeah. I love that. Like. That, I don't know, like, I'm super anal about, like, open hat sounds. And when I hear one that's just, like, like, just smooth as hell. I'm it's good. Like, oh, yeah. nice. So, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, there's a lot of really good samples out there. There's a lot of really bad samples out there. But uh, there's yeah. a lot of samples out there. So something, you know, there's so much of an opportunity to, to resample things into your own. And, it's and t- take a kick and make it your bass line. Or, Dude. you know, take a percussion and... Or a, to- a high tom and drop it three octaves and make it like a bass one shot. You know, like there's just a lot to do. It's unlimited possibilities. I'm totally blanking on what the sampler is, but my buddy has one and he was showing it to me and it's just is like all these different types of authentic sounds that they really recorded. Cool. And I was just like so taken. A back. VST or a sample I pack? A, I think it's a VST actually. Um, I need to find out the name because I was I was like immediately like I have to get this. Yeah. But it, you know we were it was like some uh, like Caribbean pack within it right and then he has like this bongo drum and he was like all right let's take this fucking bongo drum and then like let's pitch it down. Yeah. And then like let's add another one and like pitch it four octaves down. Yeah. And then I'm like what the fuck, the fuck? is this sound dude? Yeah. Absolutely. And it still has that authentic yeah. feel to it. And and uh, yeah I think it's a cool moment when you realize like especially when you're, like, earlier in the production, like, process, Mm -hmm. is, like, there's rules, sure. Yeah, definitely. And there's, like, guides to follow. And Mm -hmm. I think that when you're learning, it's important to learn those rules. Mm -hmm. But once you know the rules, there's no rules. Yeah. Like, you can do whatever you want. And, like, the producers that are breaking the the rules, they're writing hits. Mm -hmm. And they're writing really good music. Chris, like... Yeah. (laughs) Dude, what the fuck, man? That guy's just a genius, though. Like, I don't know. It's unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. We love you, Chris Lee. Yeah. That's an awesome track, though, bro. Congrats on releasing on Solo Toko. Thank you. But I want to finish with one you talked about earlier, Connection with All Talk on Mm -hmm. on Technic. Shout out to Noizu, too, who's doing really cool things. Just the same as Sid. Um, I don't know if you've heard of local singles in Cloverdale before. Dude, yeah. I love those guys. Their track, Ill Provide, is so dope. Crushing it, yeah. Smashing the charts. They're crushing it. And, like, you know, somebody like Noizu really is, like, coming into his own in terms yeah. of fame right now right like yeah. that guy can sell out anywhere dude he's he's doing amazing things and giving a platform to people and the ear track connection bro like the, the boys are fucking back in town with this one man come on now you gotta check this one out because the boys are back in town this one's called connection by moose and all talk off noises technique everything with you so fucking sick and then it's my favorite track of yours i decided by Thank the you. way today i listened to it i again. love that that's awesome it's kind of comes out of nowhere a little bit you yeah know? like you it was a little you, different yeah a little different yeah you expect sort of 
call it a traditional tech house song. Yeah. But you get that minimal groove going, bro. Yeah. And again, it's a super educated sound, man. Thank you, thank you. I think, yeah, that was one of the first songs where I kind of really was digging into kind of these new concepts that I'm like kind of expo- still exploring right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember when I was making like the, um, like the clap, like the snare, like the you know two yeah. four clap. I was like, all right, I'm not gonna use this nine oh nine sample that I've been using all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go find this crazy like drum. I mm-hmm. remember I typed like drum and like into like you know Ableton and then you search and like I really wanted to be more of like a snare. Yeah. I wanted it to sound more of like a, like a drum drum set snare mm-hmm. instead of like a tech house clap. Yes. And just like. That alone, I feel like, gives, like, the track so much more, like, of its own character, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. You were, like, a fucking... You guys were literally a Michelin star chef with that sound, dude. It was, like... This is different. Yeah. I love sure. it. Like, yeah. I've tasted something like it. Yeah. But this was made fresh. Yeah. That's a good song. That's what I thought. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. It's actually funny uh, that, that how that track came to be. There was actually a previous uh, vocal on it. No way. Yeah, that we were trying to get cleared, but couldn't end up getting cleared. It wasn't a very well-known sample, but it was not owned by us. <sighs> Ended up not getting cleared, so I remember... Um, oh, that's frustrating. Yeah, we, were, we sent the sample around, and you know we got the email, like, hey, Noisy wants to sign connection. We were just like, oh, <laughs> dude, that's crazy. <laughs> and I remember, you know, we were going back and forth in the email, and they are like, hey, we can't, um, we can't sign it because, you know, they're not going to clear the publishing. And I was just like heartbroken. I was just like, no, God. bro. I was like, no. Like, <laughs> so I remember I stayed up for probably seventy two hours, Zach and I, <laughs> trying to like figure out what we we're gonna do. And oh, no. we ended up getting something resung. And then, um, you know, sometimes if you can resing a vocal, they'll clear the publishing. So right. It ended up not being able to work. So then we were like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What are we gonna do? Ended up finding, you know, the sample that's on it now, and it yeah. ended up working really well. But it's still really good. Yeah, no, it, it totally turned out like awesome, and we're super happy with how, you know, how it um, finished. But yeah, it's yeah, there's well. a few days there where we we're just like, bro, we literally aren't gonna get this release because the, the vocal. But can you tell us what vocal it was? It was a. It was kind of honestly kind of a bonehead mistake on our end. Um, it was a defected, um, mm. acapella, that. I I think I found it on my computer, but yeah. I think I might have downloaded it off a of B port. You know how sometimes you can like have totally. good acapellas. Yeah. So uh, when I heard it, I was like, "Holy shit, this is fucking perfect." Yeah. And then when we went to you know, when you're in the process of signing a, a track, you're like, "All right, what are the samples? Is it clear? Whatever." So mm-hmm. when I went back to look, it was a, uh, it was an Ophaya track. Fuck. Yeah. Did you know you know who Ophaya really is or used to be? Michael Woods. Yeah. Yeah, do you know um, Back at Me? Yeah. The artist? Yeah. So Back at Me used to be um, his tour manager. Yeah, they both are from the same city in um, England. England? Yeah. Yeah, he's British. Um, Yeah. Um, And that was before he started Back at Me, and then I think he's out of uh, Las Vegas. Wow. Um, Doing DJ stuff. But yeah, that's how he kind of got his start. He was his uh, tour manager. Oh, shit. The only reason I know that... It's because I listen to a podcast with Back at Me. There you go. And, and you got clout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five is sick. Yeah, five um, is sick. And the, the tune that we used, the song came out in like 2018. And like, fair, like the song kind of just came out in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and they were like, yeah, it's not going to work, but whatever. Well, I'm glad this all took it. It turned out. It turned out all right. 
What do you think is your most favorite track you've ever released, regardless of success or streams or downloads? Yeah. Um, I think I could agree with you on Connection, just because I feel yeah. like that song, like when I listen to it, it doesn't sound like just all of the others, you know? It kinda yeah, for like, sure. kind of has an interesting, like, kind of grit to it. Right. Um, but definitely one like one two is up there as well. I mean, I I definitely love that song and I yeah, love dude. I love playing it and it always goes off and um, the story behind it too is super super nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like those two, but it's a good the, fucking track. The best bro. is definitely yet to come for sure. And what about your Find Your Love Drake remix though? Oh my god, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. It's really good, dude. Yeah. I went SoundCloud mining. Wow. That's I always got to check the SoundCloud, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was talking SoundCloud. to Susan about that the other day. He was like, if you can't fucking go into somebody's SoundCloud and they got some edit of some Drake song or some shit like that, yeah. they're buying their followers, their ghost producer. 100%. And I'm like, that's a fucking that's fact. That's good... <laughs> that really is. It yeah. is. Um, yeah, that... Um, yeah. You, like, that's you literally saying... I love this song. I'm going to remix it. I'm yeah. going to give it out to the people for, for free. free. And that's it. And it works. No more, no less. Yeah. And yeah, those free downloads were so fun because mm-hmm. that was like the first point where, you know, you kind of start to like reach outside of like the local like scene, right? You know? Yes. Like you're getting an Instagram follower from like, you know, Brazil. Right. And they DM you like, yo, bro, like this love is it. sick. And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> what you that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, find your love. Made that with my friend Billy Cave mm-hmm. out of Nashville. Um, Nashville yeah. house producer. That's okay. a fun one, yeah. Fuck yeah! It was actually it's it's really interesting, and this kind of leads into my next question. There's so many, you know, markets that are now starting to bring in a house music scene, or maybe they've always been there, but now it's actually being like popularized. Yeah. Like even in Chicago, dude, the home of house music, up until. 2018, 2019, I hate to say it, but losing it, started getting played by big open format oh. DJs. Oh, I believe it, yeah. Right? Oh, dude, are you kidding? I mean, it, when I was in, like, kind of fully in, like, Greek life at UC, mm-hmm. every single frat party, Ohio State as well, I mean, huge school. Yeah. Bro, losing it was everywhere. It's crazy. Everywhere. It's crazy. And, like, yeah, say what you want about the song, but honestly, God, like, if it weren't for that, like, would Noise You be nope. tearing up the States? Nope. Right now? I don't think so. Nope. And, like, cities like Orlando, Columbus, Indianapolis, Nashville, Sacramento. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Minneapolis. Nashville, too. Milwaukee, too, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, these are cities where you'd have to go. And I've interviewed DJs from all these cities, right? So I, I, I speak from experience. So, yeah. like, I ask them this question. Like, it's kind of crazy to see where house music is right now. And I don't want to say it's the new EDM. It's not the new Avicii because... No. Where we're at right now with production, it's it's just insane. Yeah. Right? Is, yeah. Like, David Guetta is an example I like to bring up because he is a G and, you know, he's very popular, of course, one of the most famous DJs of all time. Yeah. He started spinning on vinyl records, on songs that were recorded live, right? It's like yeah. a drummer can't be exactly on. And he says today when he plays tracks, like the productions are so fucking tight and yeah. big and strong and shit, right? Yeah, for real. But they get crazier and crazier. Yeah. But you see people like Chris Lake, Sonny Federa, Fisher, Lane 8, Green Velvet, Nora Impure, they're bigger than ever. Yeah. And I think it's because there's this wave of people that no longer want to jump, they want to dance. To. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? What's your perspective? Dude, I 100% agree with that. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, and granted, I haven't been around for that that long. I haven't seen music really evolve in the way that you probably. But have. you're growing up in like house music, absolutely. Right now, bro. So and it, yeah, I think every you know it kind of goes through like waves, you know. But I do think now, especially especially with scenes like you know Florida and like the Space Miamis of the world, yeah, and like the parties that are in you know Orlando. I think people are kind of itching for more of that, like, you know, they're not really going to, like, do this. And they don't they're, want... They're doing, yeah. you know, they're, they're, just, they're just there, and they're, like, feeling it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's really exciting. Yeah. Because that's what house music is, you know? Yep. Like, you know, and I think a, a lot of the old heads who maybe, you know, they see the, the big room thing coming up back in the day, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, what the fuck is this four on the floor? Yeah, Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's, like, a common ground, you know, where, like, music mm-hmm. is going to... You know, everything comes back, you know, like, you know, aviators and like, yeah, trucker hats, you know, so like, true. Uh, flannels, flannels, like jean shorts, hopefully soon, hopefully soon <laughs> or else you and I are going to have a rough yeah, summer. Um, yeah, every, you know, there's just a common ground now and it, and that's kind of like going back to like my comment of like, I want my music to be respected by like, you know, the, the greats on every single spectrum, absolutely. you know, and because of originality. Absolutely. And that, yeah, a hundred percent. So. It's, it's beautiful to see, and I'm excited to kind of see where it goes, but um, mm-hmm. one thing I will say, too, is I feel like, I think the, the, the industry and the sound is all, I mean, being driven by, like, the underground, you know? So, like, Definitely. the new producers are really the ones that are affecting trends. Yeah. So, you know, um, because Noizu wants to play a new song, so when Ill Provide comes out with Cloverdale and Local mm-hmm. Singles, like, I mean, those are two pretty pretty small acts in the grand scheme exactly. of things. Exactly, yeah. You know, that song goes off in the club and people are like, what the fuck is this? Dude. And Noisy's like, all right, that went good. You know, like, it's not, you know, the t- you know the tastemakers. Are they really the tastemakers? I mean, like, yes, they're the tastemakers because they're the ones kind of, like, seeking out this, like, music. They're the platform. But, like, this music is coming from people like us, you know? Like, Dude. people that are really just kind of getting started. You know where Cloverdale lives? Nova fucking Scotia. Scotia. <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. And he's he's an incredible producer and his shit gets played on the biggest stages in the world, you Local know? Local singers are the only house, house DJs in Boston, according to them. Yeah, I believe it. They might I believe be. it. And they're throwing crazy parties right now in like New York. Man. Yeah, they are. they're wild guys. Um, it's so true though, man. Yeah. Like, and somebody like Alesso, uh, and Diplo is a great example too, right? Like Tiesto as well. They've they've all admitted like they've always loved house music, but when you get to a certain level, you have to play to the crowd. You get paid yeah. a lot of money to bring the energy. Definitely. Now Alesso is releasing house and tech house. Diplo literally started higher ground, higher ground to yeah. release house music on my mind is an incredible track. track. Side piece, for those that don't know, is Nitty Gritty and Party Favor. And you know why they started that project? They were sick of, like, their projects. They love their projects, right? Yeah. But they wanted to make music that would last and make an impact. Yeah. And they know just as well as anybody else, like, Dubstep and Trap, while Great has a cult following and stuff like that, too. uh, The shelf life is short. On My Mind could be someone's wedding song in five years, bro. Without a doubt. I'd like it to be Maya, but that's going to be probably a no. <laughs> Dude, that song was special, too. I remember when it came out. Uh, I didn't even know who Side Piece was at the time. Nobody did. That's the thing. And nobody like, did. And you know, on Instagram, they had like 4,000 followers at the time. Like, we were in the car driving back from like New York, New Jersey yeah. or something. And we were like, Who, how the fuck do you get a song with Diplo? Like, <laughs> yeah. How do I do that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that song is so such a hit at the time. And like, 
I remember like we were watching videos of Diplo play it out at like festivals before it even came out. Oh and we were just like, God, dude, what nuts. is this? Like, what is this song? Nuts. And uh, yeah, I mean, the rest is history for those boys for sure. But yeah, yeah, house music is pretty insane. How it just kind of it's goes, awesome. goes through its things. Look but... at lineups these days, bro. Look at that North Coast lineup. Huge art and music festival coming to Chicago, dude, house and techno, a ton of overseas artists. Like that's what that's what's selling. That's what people want. It's that's what people want, and that's what like our generation now wants too. Yeah, and I I think it's because of people like that. I think it's because I mean I could go in this conversation forever, but I love talking about it. Yeah, people like Chami and Mala, you know, like really bringing that bass energy, but always you know they're French as fuck, bro. Yeah. like they love they their really house are. and tech yeah. house, and right? they come from very. OG underground. OG roots, like, sweaty underground. Yeah. And then you got something like DJ Snake. I just saw DJ Snake at Radius. Unfortunately, Mala couldn't get across the fucking border. Right, I was I dying to see that. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I got, I got, all right, I'm going to see DJ Snake tonight. Whatever. Yeah. Dude, he played it? some Detroit movement shit. Dude, I love it. That's and awesome. I was like, okay. Yeah, those guys are real artists. Real They're DJs. real artists. Yeah. Very they awesome. want to play that shit so bad. I like know. DJ Snake's literally like, "Fuck, I gotta go back to box with Mala on a tour if I want to play this yeah, shit." Like, shit, I gotta play my hits, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I was actually surprised too because I saw or we saw Mala at Prism back in the day. We were visiting mm-hmm. Chicago for like yeah. a weekend, and I was very uh, surprised at how like tech house it was. Oh yeah, and how not. I was expecting it to be just like huge, like like you know, big, crazy yeah. bass. Yeah, exactly. Or um, you know. Um, G house or whatever right um, right, but yeah it was very very tech house and very like underground and I was like this is nice I like this they paved the way yeah for sure paved the way for people like us man unbelievable unbelievable so what can you tell us about what's coming soon though anything yeah like I said just kind of really pumping the brakes on quantity of releases mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I have to put music out to kind of like stay relevant and stay in the front of people's minds like I do but I really want to, like, feel good about what I'm putting out into the, into the world. Um, and I think that's just kind of coming with, like, me developing and kind of maturing and growing up. Yeah. And uh, kind of entering this next chapter of, of my life mm-hmm. as, you know, um, an artist. And uh, I feel very, very good about it. And I got some very exciting things cooking. Yeah. And uh, it's just... Uh, is this the announcement for the announcement? This is the announcement of the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an important announcement. It is, right absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an awesome year. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. Dude, we got Interstellar this weekend though. When yeah. this comes out, you're already going to perform though. But are you excited? I'm really excited. Fuck yeah, yeah man. Back in my, my college town, a bunch of old friends. It's going to be great. Yeah. Let's go. But, yeah, Ranger, Freak On. Uh, Chase West all flying in. Like it's gonna be an awesome, awesome weekend. Tyler West End's gonna be there. That's a backstage um, vibe. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Uh it's gonna be awesome. Holy shit. Are you coming with Max? No, I can't go. Word. I wanted to, but um I actually decided to take care of myself this weekend. That's a f- I haven't had a weekend off. Dude. It's not even a weekend off, bro. Like yeah. you know, I'm still here and you're gonna be working, yeah. Yeah, <sighs> I'm not I DJing for once. Yeah, my so my birthday was last weekend. And that was the first weekend since I moved here that I, like, wasn't traveling. Mm-hmm. And I was just so excited to, like, <laughs> just, like, relax. And then DJ Susan comes into town. Uh. <laughs> he's like, bro, this guy, you know, he's just hyping it all up. And it was the best, it was the best night, you know. It was Happy awesome belated, to, to man. I didn't even know that. Thank you, thank you, yeah. Yeah, that no. was my, my 18th birthday. Anytime you want to calm down, DJ Susan FaceTimes you. And I'm like, fuck. I know. He's like, bro, let's go. 
He invited me to like 75 things. What are you doing next weekend? What are you doing September 25th? What are you doing October 31st? I'm like, like, bro. I got shit to do, man. I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm booked. I'm booked, Susan. I can't. Uh, get the you know forty eight dollar spirit flights out to San Diego. <laughs> you don't want to take the spirit flight, bro. I'm you gotta a, do what you gotta you do. Know, though. I'm at a point in my career where if it's cheap, I'm buying it. You'll take you back know. row, middle seat, in between I've a lady there. with a baby. Dude, I've been there. You've been there. Yeah. I, I've been there. There's not no what, what what really makes it suck is connections. Oh. If I can get a nonstop flight, I'll be good anywhere. Totally. Because the longest flight I'm going to do is four hours. Right. For the most part. Right. And now that I'm out of Chicago, I can find a lot of... Uh, Welcome to a slice of the good life, dude, my man. Dude, this is incredible. In Cincinnati, uh, dude, are you kidding? I had to go to <laughs> like Atlanta to go to Charlotte, and that's like a 40-minute flight from Atlanta. I'm like, dude, just like literally give me a parachute. I'll hop off the plane. <laughs> You know one of those like bird suits? Yeah, I'll just going fly in. Yeah, I know. I instead know. of going to Atlanta, which is a aggressively large airport. We got two fucking airports in I Chicago. Know. You're on Central Time too. Yeah. So you can only lose so much and, and gain, gain some. It's the perfect middle. Perfect it's middle the perfect ground. Middle. Yeah. Welcome to Central Time, my friend. Dude, I love it. It's great. That is a big advantage of Chicago. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a big spirit guy, but uh, one day <laughs> said no one ever. <laughs> I'm a big spirit guy because I'm broke. <laughs> but one day I'll be humble. One day I'll be airline loyal. Yeah. And I'll have you know Delta Sky Club. Oh, you and, dog. And I'll be like free upgrades just because like I'm a, you know I have like gold status. Hi, Mr. Musili. Mr. Musili, welcome. Uh, we actually have you in the cockpit today. Here's a yeah. <laughs> You're actually gonna be flying the plane this evening. <laughs> That's how much of a valued member you are. Yeah. Um, so. One day, though. But till then, um, yeah, I have the Expedia app, and then I sort by just cheapest to, you know, most expensive, and it's like, oh, 48 bucks. Great. Not bad. I even got this super nice, like, uh, backpack that also kind of acts as, like, my carry-on, you know? Yeah. So I don't have to pay for the extra upgrade fees that Spirit wants to, you know, screw you with. That's that's the thing motherfuckers forget about. Yeah, so I just, I one-backpack it. I'll literally pack everything in one bag, and then I'm there. Wow. Yeah. God, you're already a legend. Yeah, I think so. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty G of you. Hey, I'm thrifty, man. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Seriously. Shout out Westerville. Shout out Westerville. Shout out Powell, Ohio. Shout out Powell, Ohio. Which is a suburb of Columbus. That's where we grew up. Okay. A lot of lot of white kids, and it's just a good <laughs> good place to be. Yeah. Shout out to the Midwest. Shout out to Central Time. Shout out to Minimal Grooves. Yeah. Shout out to your hat. Uh, definitely shout out to Gene Shorts. So actually, holy shit, I forgot to talk about this. Uh, yeah? My best friend, Ranger Truco, gave it to me. It Dude! Yeah. So. Uh, company actually sent him a bunch of hats because he's like lit and he gets sent free shit now. Yeah. He's like, I mean, Blowing he's up. the real fucking deal. Yeah, he is. And yeah, I was out there and um, uh, he was like, uh, do you want this hat? And I said, Dude, that, yes, that would mean the world to me it's a pretty g hat and so yeah i wear it every day now wait are are you are you gonna be in town sunday oh no you're gonna be in their cellar yeah going to space yacht boat party yeah i'm missing that that's okay you know what i'll get the next one for sure there's always more yeah i mean this has been an absolute pleasure dude this has been super you're fun. a fucking legend for real i'm glad thank we got you. to do this in person thank you so much for having me this is super official fun. welcome to chicago once thank again you. yeah you let here. me up you hit me up if you need any hospitality dude of course this is a uh, hotel charm and uh i'm more than willing to show you around 
We're not going to the Bean, though, okay? We're not going to the Bean. We're going to go bean. to O Block. <laughs> and, and then Broadway. Way, and yeah, then yeah. Broadway. Yeah, then right. And then to the Bar Mitzvah. Big night. Best night ever. Big night. Yeah. Wow. Looking forward to it. Unbelievable. This is Sherman the Booth. This was Podcasting 101. I'm here with Muse. Thank you so much, brother. Peace. Thank you, brother. That was fun. Smash it, dude.